between Google updates, website changes, and the fast pace of the online world, businesses today can only hope to understand the changing digital marketing scene. Welcome to the WebBuzz Podcast, your home for all digital marketing buzz. From the trends, hacks, and updates all around the web, welcome your hosts, Sean Tiberio and Roger Valdez. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Web Buzz Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Tiberio, joined by one we talk about every week, Mr. Google Nader himself, Mr. Roger Valdez. What's going on, my man? It's going good. It's going good, man. Um, just kind of hanging out, improving my office. So I'm extremely excited. <laughs> got a, it is got good a nice to see yeah. some organization coming together yeah, over it's, there. It's coming to get, we don't have we don't have the the official podcaster background yet, but uh, we got kind of the desk, the, the mics, everything all set up, man. I'm I'm feeling good, feeling good. Maybe next week, you guys tune in next week, you might see some different stuff <laughs> in my in my background here. But uh, right now, it's my wall. That is not digital. Nothing. <laughs> No, no fake big backdrop there. Huh? No fake. No fake. We're going to get some lights. We're going to get some pictures up there. Make it look legit. Awesome. Well, uh, I know we got an awesome episode in store today, and I don't want to take too much time before we dive deep into it. But I'm going to throw this out. I didn't even give you the heads up on this backstage before we got started on this. Uh, our, the real estate folks that are out there, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but there's been a pretty big shakeup that just got announced in the real estate space. And if you're a real estate investor, a real estate professional out there, you're not keeping your thumb on the pulse of what's going on and why it's so important and impactful to what your business is going to need to focus on or why everything that Roger and I talk about here on the show is going to become even more predominant. You may want to start paying attention. And I think next week we're going to need to do an episode around this topic, even though that what's happening isn't necessarily digital. It kind of is, I guess. Um, I don't want to say too much and take away from next week's episode for you guys to pay attention. Uh, but we'll talk about it. And I think we're going to bring this as a, as a topic next week. I know it's something I've been discussing a little bit with some of our clients over the last couple of days. Um, but there's been a pretty big shakeup. And if you've been struggling to find opportunities in the real estate space, it's not going to be the problem anymore unless you ignore a lot of the things that you should probably make an adjustment on, like what Roger's about to get us into here today. So with that being said, we've been kind of on this little series over the last couple of weeks with the episode. I know Roger's going to kind of catch you back up to speed, bring you up on a couple of things in case this happens to be the first episode that you're listening to of this little series to remind you which ones to go back in and pay attention to on there. Uh, but before we get too deep into it, anything you want to kind of start everybody off with? I think you kind of nailed it there, man. I think you let left everybody, including myself, on the edge of my seat. I want I want to attend next week, man. <laughs> He's like, what the heck is this? <laughs> uh, no, that's exciting, man. I love the way you kind of did that. But I'm ready to go. I got I got some things ready for everybody. So, yeah, we can we can dive in. Awesome. So with that being said, if you guys are joining us live, let us know in the comments, say hi, whatever. It's just great to see who's on. Uh, and Roger's going to get into some really good stuff. So if you are listening and, and watching this live and you've got a question that pops up, don't hesitate. Throw it in the comment box. 
we'll see that and we can get you an answer right there on the spot. If you're catching this later on a replay, you're listening to this out there on Apple, iHeart, Spotify, Google, wherever, post uh, us recording this episode, shoot us a message on social media, ask that question. We will get that back uh, to you. So with that being said, let's go ahead and kind of dive into kind of high level on this topic. Uh, I named today's episode, How to Structure Your Blogs. Really, it comes down to how to just structure and optimize your content to be ranked. A lot of people think content equals blog. We can talk a little bit about where does that really fall. But talk briefly, before you get into too many of the details, just high level, what do we mean by structure and optimization? Yeah, absolutely. So when we talk about structure, optimization, and and, and why that even matters is, is once again, it's, it's very simple. It's, it's, uh, it, we're trying to kind of rank at, at its core before we even get into all this technical stuff. What are we trying to do? We're trying to get in front of our ideal clients, right? We're trying to get in front of our ideal clients. So let that sink in because that's a, a very broad statement. So that's obvious. We're all trying to get there. We all, you know, that if you're listening to this, you're probably an entrepreneur, right? And and more specifically, you're probably an entrepreneur in the real estate space. If, if you're doing a lot of business with us, that's, that's where our main niche. So when you look at that, you're trying to figure out, hmm, what do I do to get in front of the most people, the ideal client? We call them avatars, right? The exact ideal client. Well, a lot of you guys already are out there, you know, pounding the pavement um, physically. You're, you're knocking on doors, you're, you're driving around trying to find opportunities, you're trying to network with people physically, you're doing a great job, you're doing it correct, you're doing that. But there's a huge opportunity that people leave on the table, which is the online space, right? There's, there's the same type of methods on a digital format, right, that you can do the same, but you can actually reach a massive amount of people more than you as an individual just going down there and, and pounding the pavement on your own, right? So that's what we kind of look at when we talk about the contents, like what, how does that even come into to play? Well, in reality, number one is how do you, how do you, you have to put it out there that you are the expert, you are the authority, you are the most trusted person that people should listen to in regards to the service you offer or the product you offer, right? So you have to create some kind of, um, of content around there. Well, you guys are already doing it offline. You're probably creating bandit signs. You're creating business cards. You're creating probably some flyers, some door flyers, right? That you can leave there. You have to create those assets also in a digital format, right? For your online presence. I, I know they come in different forms and, and, and methods that we do in techniques, but it's the same concept, right? And that's in the form of content. Now we don't want to confuse you or, or not confuse you, but kind of really hone in that the only piece of content that we're pushing and you should be creating is blogs because that is not true. That's that's just kind of what we're focusing on today. But the same concept that we're going to share with you today and how to format a piece of content can be for your homepage, can be for a city page, um, can be for a service page, right? A product page. This is just tips and tricks on how you can format the information for your digital content so then when now we look at, I, don't, I just don't want to say it, right? But who do we want? Where do we want to rank, right? Let's take it offline real quick. When you're looking at where's my, my ideal client, you're probably thinking of, of geolocation, right? I'm, let's just use kind of an example. Um, say you were uh, somewhere in like Baltimore, Maryland, right? And you're like, all right, this is where I live. So I don't want to kind of 
you know, go to San Diego, California and do all my marketing and try, you know, and then expect to get people from Baltimore. That's not going to work. So you're probably going to go to Baltimore and figure out, all right, who is my ideal client? Where are they at? Where, you know, where, where are they shopping? Where are they doing laundry? Where are they hanging out and buying their coffee? Where are they eating? Right. And you're going to kind of make a list of those things and probably take those printed assets that you create, the flyer, whatever, and you're going to probably post them everywhere. That's how you do it physically to get your, your brand out there so people see it and get in front of it. You're probably going to maybe a billboard, right? That's another big way, kind of an expensive way, but another way to do that. Well, for, for us um, on the digital end, we got to figure out where we need to be. Where's our client? Well, number one, think about it. Every day, if you really ask the question, it's like every time you're trying to ask a question that you don't know about, maybe find directions to somewhere, anything, what do you do? You Google it. So that's your first key right there. That's where most people go to ask questions. There's other platforms, guys. There's Bing, there's Yahoo, there's there's many, many more. There's many, many more. But the reason we only speak about Google because that's where the mass masses of people are at, right? The majority of people are at. So we focus there. If you had the time, and I've been asked this question many times, is like, do you recommend other platforms? Absolutely. What does that come down to? Your time. What's your time worth? So you got to decide how much time you have, how much um, of a budget you have to, to spend in this marketing. And you're probably, I'm probably going to prioritize that for you and say, well, I'm going to tell you right now, the one, if you have one platform and you have limited amount of time, I would prioritize Google. Make sure you prioritize that. Number two is where else are these people hanging out, right? Where's my avatar hanging out? Most likely social media, but not just social media. That's another broad statement. What platforms on social media are they hanging out, right? Because then you're going to have to promote this content that you're creating. And that's a perfect place to go. There's other, once again, there's many, many avenues from there that you can promote your content, but we got to prioritize based on our time and budget, right? So today what we're going to do is going to break down just one piece of content, right? And then we're going to talk a little bit about why we're even creating this and optimizing it the way we are. And we, we talk about optimizing is making it as friendly for Google to be able to understand what's on that piece of content so then that it can index us in different places that make sense in front of our ideal client. So hopefully that makes sense there. I, I know right where they're hanging out at on social media. You want to know? What? <laughs> MySpace. MySpace. <laughs> oh, at MySpace. Yeah, right? go to MySpace. <laughs> I'm sure uh, Justin Tim Timberlake would, would enjoy that, get some more traffic. I think that's who owns it now. <laughs> uh, I, I do love your analogy, though, that you just um, that you just said, and that was offline. We're going to put flyers and brochures and door hangers and business cards and do all this stuff all over the place. And a lot of people don't understand the correlation that that brings digitally online and how we're going to need to put all this content uh, everywhere else. So kick us off by, by starting kind of, I know you've got a couple different points, so I'm not going to kind of guide you on it. I'll let you kind of take the piece. I'll probably inject some things like I always do absolutely uh, down this path, but get us kind of started. Like, where do we get going here when we talk this, how to structure and optimize? Yeah. So before I kick off, I'm going to give you guys some tips here because there, this is a part of a series that we've been creating. So I'm going to invite you guys to if you if this is the if you missed the last two episodes, the last two episodes, uh, definitely go back, watch this one, obviously. But if some of the things don't make sense or some of the 
the, the tips that, I, that I'm giving that you need to, to have some information, it, it's in the other episodes. So um, in the last episode, we talked about two things. Let me kind of go that, ahead, Sean. On that, and I'm only bringing this up because I just saw a comment come in mm-hmm. um, on here. On that, folks, if you're going back, if you're just, especially if you're just getting started in this space, mm-hmm. And going back, there's a couple of episodes that we did. I don't remember the names of them uh, or the episode numbers. I'll try to get that and put that in the comments later. Pay attention to the early episodes where Roger and I were really breaking down stuff like your site structure, your site architect, because everything Roger is going to get into today is phenomenal. However, it means nothing if the structure of the actual core asset, the core elements of the website are done incorrectly. So really go pay attention to that first before you put a lot of time into this, or you're going to end up seeing not much result. And you're going to go, ah, Roger, Sean, they don't know what they're talking about. In reality, it's just, you're, you're, you're trying to build a semi truck on a matchbox car frame. Got to Got to have the right structure, the right base before you do this. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Cause the structure uh, to, to his point, a lot of times I, I refer to it like the architecture of of a website right the when you when you look at it is you have a top you know top tier content most likely your homepage, right from the homepage, where do they interlink to the navigation bar usually interlinks to a lot of places some of the sections on the website interlink to into your pages and those a lot of times go to topics that have subtopics that have sub subtopics right and that's what we were talking about the the, um the association of the content being interlinked together because when Google scans it, it's a robot, right? It scans it from top to bottom. And if you are, are do the architecture correct and everything that's associated to each other is interlinked in one way or another, then Google can scan your entire site very quickly and very quickly understand where what your expertise is, right? Because not only do you have a, a piece of content about you buying homes in Baltimore, Maryland, but it has a piece of content that's interlinked to that, that you buy homes and you help people that are going through a foreclosure process. Not only that, you have interlinking articles to that foreclosure topic that talks about all the different situations that people in Baltimore are going through that are going through the foreclosure. So that is a nice site. We call it a silo, right? So those two other episodes, one, we talked about where do you even find these topics? I can't figure out what to talk about. And we talked about something called PAA. People also ask um, results that are in Google. When you do a, a search, it gives you that section and that gives you a ton of information. So go find that one. Um, and that one, we talk about what, you know, some resources to find topics, right? And then the next one that we did, we talked about the silos, which is what I just de- described, a website architecture, the correct website architecture and really understanding that. So you, you format or, or you plan out your content. And then today, we're going back and talk about, okay, you figured all that out, you have some topics, but now you're starting with your first blog post, right? Your first piece of content. Now what? What do, what do I do? How do I format this stuff? So that's how we're going to start here today is like, what do we need? Uh, all right. So we're going to start, Sean, do you have anything else to inject? We're going to start breaking down the actual page. One, one no, page. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut my mouth so that you can get into this. Right on. So let's go ahead and say this is one article, one one piece of content. So the first thing you have to do, you have to choose a topic. So most likely if you did everything from the past two episodes, you probably have like 20 topics. Right. So you're kind of deciding, hmm, where should I spend my time? Well, what I would recommend is in most cases 
And I'm talking if, if you were if you're a current client or maybe you have a website that you got built by somebody else and you have some of these things. Maybe you have a, a city page. Let's take a city page first that already exists on the website. Right. So you have that Baltimore, Maryland city page. Now you're trying to kind of gear that content towards or attract the correct avatar, the correct ideal client. So think about it. Think about the services that you offer those people instead of just saying like everybody else, right? We buy houses, sell your house, you know, all that's the, the, the common keywords, which we all go after. I'm not saying that we don't, right? I'm just saying beyond that, who do you help that, that might want to sell their house, right? They're, everybody's in a distressed situation in this kind of, in this kind of scenario. So you got to look at foreclosure, bankruptcy, probate. What is it? You need to decide where your expertise is at and start with one. What I see a lot is a lot of people get that paralysis of creating this content because they get overwhelmed. Well, I do all this. And trust me, I have the entire list of most of the scenarios and there's a lot. You cannot hit them all. You got to choose one to start with so you can create a model and then rinse and repeat for your other topics, right? So in this case, let's talk about I don't know. Let's, let's stick with foreclosure. We started with that. So we're going to talk about foreclosure. So if I, I had a city page for Baltimore, Maryland, and I was ready to create my silo from that, I already have my homepage. My homepage is interlinked with my city page, which is Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, that's already kind of association. Now I want to let Google know that I do do business in, in Baltimore, Maryland, but I specify one of the, 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 the avatars is people that are, that are going through foreclosure. And I can help them through that process, right? How do I do that? Well, the first thing is called a category page. That's the first level of kind of really nailing down what the topic is. I call it a category page because keep it general. In this case, I would say do the general process in Baltimore for foreclosure. So if you do, if you're trying trying to find a good title for that page, because that's very important, the title. And the title matters because if you come up with the title, that you feel is good, it's no good. And the reason I say that is because maybe the rest of the people putting into Google, the keyword they're typing into Google is different than what you think. So I would take, go ahead, Sean. You can finish, but okay. gonna, I want to add to that. Yeah, so I would take what you feel is the ideal kind of like title, pop it into Google and look at the results, right? And see if that's what you're trying to convey. Because that's what Google's literally telling you. If you pop in a, 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 a keyword into Google and run it, it's going to give you a result. And if you feel the intent, that's key. Intent is not correct. The results Google's coming back with is like, whoa, that's not that's my, not my ideal client. That's not what I want them to see or I want my page to rank for. Then try again. And unfortunately, it might take a couple times, right? But once you kind of narrow down, you find that there's a correct intent, then look Basically, look at that's essentially going to be your keyword, your title to your to your piece of content. That's the starting point. I'm going to stop there because I'm going to get kind of deep into a couple of things that you should look at on that search result page. But we'll see what Sean has for us. Yeah, I talk about this a lot. The the most like critical skill as a business owner to have is to be able to think like your ideal avatar. We'll use your example foreclosure you need to literally find a way to put yourself in the position of Sarah, 35 years old, three kids, single mother, no job on her couch, 3 a.m. What the heck is she typing in? To that level. 
because to Roger's point, what you think, Sarah, 35 years old, three kids, no job, single mother behind on mortgage payments, what you think she's typing may not be what she's actually typing. And it's a very hard task to try to sit in that seat if you've never been there. So this is where that playing around with the search terms and really kind of like trying to get yourself to that level. And the more you do this, the better you become at it, the easier it becomes to sit there and think, what would Sarah, 35 years old, three kids, no job, behind on mortgage payments, single mom, stressed out, 3 a.m., what is she trying to figure out at, at that time? Right? What does she need? What answer is she looking for? Because that's really what you're trying to do with this piece of content is bef- is to provide that that answer to her around what she's she's thinking about. So maybe that helps some people out there kind of uh, envision a little bit more uh, what you're saying on coming up with that title because that title is really the the key element. Uh, to this. Absolutely. You basically nailed it right there. The best way to kind of approach this piece of content is putting yourself in the shoes of that avatar, right? That ideal client. What are they asking? What are they going through? What's going through their head? And what are they typing into Google? More, most importantly, what are they typing into Google? Because that's the, the query that you want to rank for. That's the keyword you want to rank for. So when you look at that, that category page, You'll, you'll nail down the, the title, right? Once you figure out like the intent, you put it into Google and the results are exactly the intent that the, basically all your competitor, the results are popular. You're like, yes, 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 right? That's, that's exactly what I want to appear. I want to be within this group, these results, right? I want my content to be here. That's when you nailed the, the, the topic or the title. So that's step one. That's just the beginning, guys. So that's just the title of your blog post in this case, right? And I would call this kind of like a, a category one. And in most cases, if I had to guide you, and this is all depends on, on you guys, but I'm going to give you a little bit of a formula. A lot of times for this category page, um, I like to do the process, right? So um, like foreclosure process in Baltimore, Maryland, something like that, right? So, um, and type it into Google for your area and see if that's kind of uh, the intent that you're looking for. But that piece of content is good because then you can write 500 to 800 word article about the general topic, right? The, the What the process is. You can have a bulletized list of exactly what the process is in Baltimore. Don't give any more information, right? Just kind of boom, nail down that question. Nail down that question. What's the process? That's it. You can even have... Um, information. Now we're going to kind of start breaking this down even more um, on that one article before we hop into another article or how it's interlinked. So let's talk about that one process. So now you nail down the process. What's the foreclosure process in Baltimore, Maryland? So when you Google that, you're going to get a bunch of results. Number one, you're going to ha- nail down your title. That's what your title should be. Now, what else you put on there? That's what a lot of uh, the questions that we get man, I'm not a blog writer. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, I struggle with this. I don't know what to write about. What, what else do I put in this topic? Well, it's all in front of you. Put it into Google, get the results going. And I'm going to give you the first tip. You're going to scroll down and you're going to find a section that says people also ask. Okay. People also ask. There's a little, it's a, a little, little section usually has about three or four results in there. And it's literally putting additional questions that are associated with the process of foreclosure in Baltimore, Maryland. That's what Google is trying to do. It's trying to give you as much information for you to quickly get your answer 
and associated things that you might be interested in. Think about this method as you uh, doing a search on Amazon or something like that for for whatever, you know, it's like like this chair. I just bought this chair on Amazon and I go on there and I search for a gamer chair, right? Something that's nice and comfortable, but it gives me other results for other products, right? That I might be interested in. And that's basically what Google's trying to do in these results for people also ask is if you ask for the process of foreclosure in Baltimore, Maryland, you might also be interested in this, uh, these other topics, right? And those topics that it's giving you is a key word. So write that down because a lot of people try to rewrite those, those questions that Google's giving you right there on the people also ask. And that's the wrong thing to do. You literally need to take those questions and add them to your content as sub subtitles to that piece of content. Now you're starting to create an outline, right? So number one, you have your title of your, of your blog post, right? And now you need subtitles that you can write about to add more value to this process, okay? So that's kind of a starting point. You can have, boom, what's the process in Baltimore, you know, foreclosure process in Baltimore, Maryland. You can have the action, it might be five, you know, and one, one piece of content, one idea, you might nail it. And it might only be like 200 words, right? And you have it there and you want to add more value, go to the people also ask section and see what other things people are asking about, about the process and add it to that piece of content. Okay. So I'll go ahead and stop there and see uh, before we kind of go to the next step on what yeah, we can do. That piece of I mean, we just did that whole episode, what, two episodes ago on the PAA section. So if you're, if you're a little confused on what do, what do we mean by the people also ask, how does this play into it? Just head back two episodes ago of the web Buzz podcast here and check out that episode roger did a phenomenal job breaking that whole uh process down so awesome so the next thing that i'm going to get to now you have an outline right now you have some a uh, good outline with different the main title which would be your main keyword and then you have your subtitles now it comes down to talking a little technical not too much let's not kind of go down that rabbit hole but i do want to make sure that it does matter the way you're, whether it's yourself or your developer, right? That puts it on your website as a, a live blog post. So let's talk about that. Um, the there, There's such thing as a hierarchy when it comes to how you surround your content in, uh, in code, right? So all you need to know, just to keep it very simple, the titles, they go from H1 to H6, okay? So H1 is the most important. There should only be one H1 on a page, any page on your website, because that's basically telling Google, that's the, the, the language Google talks, right? It, take, it talks code. In this case, we're talking HTML. So need, that main title needs to be surrounded with an H1. And there should not be in any time be two H1s. When you do that, you confuse Google on what the main title is, right? Imagine going to a book, opening the book, and you have, you know, everything's bolded really big, and you're trying to figure out what what's this uh, chapter about, right? Because everything seems to be kind of like, hey, this is what it's about. This is what it's about. No, it has a main title to the chapter, and then everything else is a little smaller. Even though it's bolded, it's a little smaller, right? So you can tell that there's subtitles. In this case, you should only have one H1 and everything else should be an H2, three, four, and so on, right? Based on the hierarchy of the importance of that subtitle, right? So go back to kind of high school, college, whatever you want, that grade school, it doesn't matter. Um, you wrote some kind of paper, a research paper, look at it that way. You're basically writing a research paper about that topic that you chose to write about. Go ahead, Sean. 
I just want to drive home the importance of that H1, even outside of, right? I, I know we opened up the episode today, uh, but in case you're jumping in a little late uh, on this, optimizing content doesn't necessarily just mean the H1 of the blog being a very critical piece. We see this a lot on, on just the whole overall website itself. It's missing an H1 or it's got multiple H1s and all that does is confuse the algorithm. It confuses Google. And no different than a human, I confuse mine. It's just going to go somewhere else. Google's like, oh, you confuse me. I'm not even paying attention to you. I'm going to go to somebody else who isn't confusing because I get the right uh, tag. So be very mindful of what Roger just broke down right there. H1 to H6, make a note. I don't, I don't know what you need to do here. You know, stamp it on your forehead, draw it on a board, whatever. Only one H1 tag on that piece of content whether it's a blog a website page one one h1 that, that should be easy to remember uh you know for you because that will screw up a lot of stuff uh if you don't pay attention to it awesome no great points great points there and now and that's only one piece guys that's uh if you were to do that I don't have an actual percentage, but I guarantee you, if you were to structure your content, just with what I just said, and you you kind of nailed it down with the correct HTML tags and it's formatted correctly, you're already doing way better than most people out there that are doing it on their own, right? Uh, they're trying to figure it out. And that's a lot. That's a lot of people out there trying to do this stuff on their own. And the way I, the reason I know that we do nationwide, basically websites around this industry, and over and over, every time we take on a client that has an existing site, I can't tell you how many times I look at it and there's multiple H1 tags on multiple pages and now, and, and we're trying to figure out, clean it up and, and figure out what's going on. It's as simple as that. Just kind of properly kind of uh, fixing everything and, 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 uh, and, uh, and make sure that it, Google understands where it is. But I think we nailed that H tags basically co concept and you guys kind of get it right it's hierarchy only have one h tag h2 3 and 4 are are basically the the hierarchy of of the subtitles of what's in the content okay so we'll keep going here and in most cases your developer will know this right so make sure you're asking that question so they're like oh they want us to do this um all right so we'll move on here the next one very simple your grammar guys so if you're creating a piece of content you want to make sure that when you rewrite this information, because you're probably going to be looking at these PAA, right? People also ask articles that are there, getting ideas for this for the subcategories and creating your own based on what you're you're reading there as well. That's okay because most of that stuff is is common knowledge that's over and over throughout the website is just kind of written with uh, a in a unique fashion, right? So we're going to get into that as well. But number one, I want to make sure that you guys are paying attention to the grammar because if you are actually uh, driving traffic to these pieces of content, which I tell you, that's the whole point of these blog posts is you want people to read it and feel good about it and understand it, right? Now start coming up with other, other excuses on why not to contact you because I didn't like, you know, they got a bunch of mistakes and misspelled words and stuff like that. So make sure you watch that. The other thing is the unique, um, the uniqueness and value of the content, right? So that's a hard one for a lot of people. And I get it because if you're talking about the process, uh, the foreclosure process in Baltimore, Maryland, trust me, somebody already wrote that. Somebody already wrote that a hundred times or more, right? So you need to find angles on how to make this, this, this unique for you, right? And keep in mind, a lot of people say, I don't have a method. I don't know. And that's wrong. 
because you do. You're an individual. You're helping an, an, an actual ideal client, your ideal client, and there's multiple ways to create this. Yes, you're probably going to have the bulletized list that everybody else has that says hey, this is the process. Why? Because that's the process in Baltimore, Maryland. Google cannot penalize you for something that's common knowledge, and you should have on there, right? So you have that on there, but how else are you going to um, set yourself apart from the all the noise, right, the competition that you added value on the process, but what else did you add? I'm going to give you a couple tips here. You can add case studies. Who have you helped through the foreclosure process in Baltimore? Let me, you know, maybe a video, right, or something like that, or maybe just a case study written out of how you did that. Um, testimonials. Maybe someone left you a testimonial that was very specific to the foreclosure process and you helped them through that process. More unique uh, information that Google looks at. It's like, oh, cool. You have everything else that everybody else has, but you're actually taking action. You're helping people and I ha you have proof right here, right? Um, recommendations. Maybe this process or, or, you know, it doesn't have to be foreclosure, but we're using foreclosure. Maybe you're going to recommend a foreclosure lawyer, right? Or some kind of office, some state office that they need to go to and you provide them that information. That's huge, right? And then just examples. Maybe there's more examples that you want to add about people in that one that one situation or maybe some things that they even have some, some ideas that this particular avatar has not thought about just based on your experience. Like if you're going to foreclosure, have you done ABC? We're not talking about the process anymore. We're talking about tips and tricks of what they should be thinking about, right? Um, in regards to being in that situation. Once again, that's you putting yourself in their shoes, okay? So, Sean, I'll open it up because we're going to jump to something else next. Run with it, man. You good? This all is right, all so good. We're... All good. <laughs> right on, man. All right, so hopefully that's helping out so far, guys. We have our page. We already have our, our, our H1, right? We have our main keyword. We talked about our sub our subcategories. We talked about the grammar. We talked about the value, right? You 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 have to make it unique in a, in a unique fashion, even though you're saying the same thing as everybody else. There's ways to do that. I just gave you some tips. And now we're going to talk about some some extra elements, right? some extra elements because maybe Google has an option now of not only you, you followed everything Sean and Roger said on this, on this video and you have a really strong piece of content about foreclosure, but guess what? 10 of your competition uh, also has that, right? Maybe they're, 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 they're doing business with another agent and they, they told them the same thing because what we're telling you here, it's common knowledge, right? If you really dig deep, this is common knowledge, but let's start, start kind of like digging deeper. It's like, all right, well, I have this article I have great unique content. I added what you guys said. What else can I do? Because now we're in a race. Now we're like head to head with other people that are doing the same thing we are. They're providing quality content. Well, the first thing in a very, very simple way that you can add more value is add a video. Now, this has nothing to do with creating a, a, a very high production, um, unique video uh, about another subject that you want to kind of append here. No, it's taking the what you just said, basically your your content on that blog post is your script in a way, right? So you got to think about what that is, whether it's yourself being filmed and talking about a little bit of a, a like a synopsis, right? A short version of the blog and, and creating a video about it, or you're having someone on a, a platform or someone that, that you hired that's going to create like an animation portion or a slider, right? Some picture slider uh, type video that then has that content, maybe an, uh, a voiceover or something that's reading out the script. 
The point is you got to get that video. Now, the next step in regards to the video is huge. This is, I get this question a lot too, and there's only one answer. That video needs to live on YouTube. That's it. No, no, no arguments. Don't go anywhere else. There's, you're going to get other ideas. I'll probably get slammed on that one, but you know what? It's just like Google. You know, you got other marketers that are going to say, oh, what about Yahoo? What about Bing? I don't care about those platforms. Why? Because Google is the behemoth in, in this space, right? In the digital online space. Well, guess what? YouTube is the behemoth on the, on the video. So if you're going to create video, they should get nowhere else but YouTube. If you have time and the resources, go put them in the other platforms. Okay, but right now for this particular uh, situation, you want to be on YouTube. So you take that video, you upload it to your YouTube channel, and then you take your title, right, that you use for your blog post, and you use it as a title on your YouTube uh, video, right? Boom. And then for your description, people miss this all the time. They don't put a description. They leave that out because they just wanted a video, right? That, that's not correct. Take, once again, a version of your blog post, an explanation, right? A short version of your blog post, maybe the first couple paragraphs, change a couple things on there, and then put it as your description on your description on the YouTube channel, right? For that video. And that it's as simple as that because everything I just told you that has nothing to do. We still haven't done the main thing that I need you to do is once it exists on YouTube, then we're going to grab what's called an embed code and embed it on the blog post. Now you just created a, a media or a video media asset and you added more value. So if Google were to compare now, hmm, I got two articles. This one has all content, great content, right? But this one has great content and a video. Well, you just gave the Googler person that's looking for that information two options. They can either read or they can watch a video. And Google knows that. So you created a, a better user experience than your competition. So then you tend to move up a little higher just by doing that right there. Sean, you got anything on that? All I'm going to throw there, you gave some really good kind of secret tips away there on how to make that video, but I'm going to add this piece. Nothing out beats your face on the video. I'll repeat it again. Nothing beats your face on the video. And I know I'm going to get slammed on that one because others are going to be like, I don't want to do a video, blah, 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 blah. I don't care. Turn the dang phone around, grab it, turn it like this landscape mode, shoot yourself on video talking for two, three, four minutes about the blog article that you just put together or the content piece that you just put together. If it's a, an, an entire page, a location page, something you are your brand. Can't emphasize that enough. Put your face on there. Got it. Put your face on there. I like that. <laughs> it might and have to Sean be a t-shirt idea. Yeah. <laughs> result. Put your face on it. <laughs> and and Sean is is not wrong on that. And and there's many, many um studies around that comparing it to what it is. Why? Because we're human. It, it, it's simple. I don't know why you need so much data behind it. Is people do business with people. People, it's a relationship. You're trying to build a relationship with your ideal client. And when they see you and they can actually see you speaking about it and you're on video and it's consistent with maybe other videos that you're creating within your content or whatnot, they're like, oh my God, this isn't just kind of just some, some random marketing website trying to get my information, right? This is Sean. And then Sean does this and it seems like he knows what he's talking about. And I can, I now kind of see, you know, put the voice to the face and, and it builds that trust. And that's huge, not just for Google, but for you and your ideal client. 
Absolutely. So what do you got to wrap us up? Because we're getting kind of All right. So we're going to wrap this up real quick, guys. I know it's getting it's getting uh, towards the end here. So I'm going to give you two more items here that are very important. The next one is going to is very simple is unique images. So if you have whatever that process is, uh, I know it's getting like what, what kind of image do I create for a foreclosure kind of process or whatnot? You're you're going to have to work with either yourself or a, a you know a, a graphic designer. It can be as simple as a, a picture of a house, and then you add some kind of words to it, right? Some kind of, either the title or your logo uh, overlay. What you don't want is to it be a stock image that everybody else has, right? If you can make it some kind of unique, even better if it's a house that you're working on, right? Or that you bought from a foreclosure, something that does not exist on the internet that's unique because you took the picture and then add some of those elements that I mentioned, maybe an overlay or the logo, whatever. That's how you make that image unique, okay? So images are huge. And then the final thing is another one that I, I don't know how many times I see this get missed is a call to action, a CTA, call to action. Tell people, close them. <laughs> In other words, what do you that's want to do? a whole other episode right there. <laughs> whole other episode so you could provide a really really good piece of content really good information and people are excited when they read that but guess what they're going to do now that they have that knowledge now they're going to do another google search and find who can help them because you forgot to tell them that you can help them right that's what a call to action is at the end of the the, the blog post you should always have either hey give us a call we can help you with this um download this this report you know and through that process, you capture their, their name and phone number and address, whatever you want to capture, things like that. That's a call to action. That's kind of the, what I'm going to leave you guys with. Now, we went through the entire thing, how to optimize that one piece of content. And I could very confidently tell you that if you do these steps, you're going to be uh, basically doing more work and probably have better performance than probably 90% of the people out there in general trying to kind of rank for certain keywords because they're not doing this much work. Absolutely. So I know there's a lot, I, there's a lot I want to continue with, but for the sake of time, we're going to save that for another episode and it's going to probably tie into next week's uh, topic. That's the other reason I kind of kept my mouth shut uh, around that is there's a pretty cool topic I want to bring out next week around some big things happening in the real estate investing world, which drastically impacts who you're targeting, which drastically puts a little bit more uh, of a spotlight on what Roger just said, because there's going to be a lot of homeowners who are going to be doing some searching here and they're probably already doing it. And we need to get you on this, this train pretty quickly. Uh, so we'll be bringing that next week in the episode uh, for you. And I'll kind of elaborate a little bit more, add some of that to it. So anything you want to leave everybody with before we uh, close us off? Yeah, actually I, I want to leave them with one thing that I probably, the, probably the most important once you, th this is created because it should be part of this, training here this episode is you rinse and repeat guys once you get this done you nail it down you follow and you create more pieces of content because all these pieces of content will then be interlinked and that's how you create the association and when google scans your website it starts kind of putting you as the expert the authority around that topic so that is huge so hopefully you guys found some value on that um and and just kind of go back and go for it. there's a lot of information but get out there and, and, and do it <laughs> own some of that traffic Absolutely. Uh, so we'll see you guys back here next week uh, on it. If you need to go back, I know Roger dropped a lot. So if you need to go back and rewatch this, whatever, it is live on YouTube and on Facebook. So you can always rewatch the, the live version of it. Uh, if not, give it about 24, 48 hours. 
You'll be able to catch the replay over on our website, dopresultsconsulting.com forward slash podcast. You'll see this episode as you see on the bottom of the screen, Apple, iHeart, Spotify, Google, all that stuff. It'll be out there live probably as of early tomorrow. Or you can just head over to the Top Results Consulting YouTube channel, find the episode and it'll be there. So multiple, multiple ways for you guys to get this, rewatch, listen, stop, take notes, all that kind of stuff on it. And again, we'll see you guys back here next week, live Wednesdays, noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time, as we are every week. And as I tell you guys all the time, and I mean it, go take the action like Roger said, but here's to your success. See you guys later. From all of us here at the Web Buzz Podcast, thank you for tuning in to this episode. If you got value out of this, share it out with your fellow business owners. Be sure to subscribe and follow the show. Reach out with any future episode topics you'd like us to discuss. Until the next episode, here's to your success.